0: Welcome in, Anthony. You've been busy since we talked last.
1: Always busy. Thanks for having me, Don.
0: Absolutely. And you also have a weekly podcast on America's Talking Network as well. So first of all, tell me about um, Philadelphia. And this is in the news this morning about some change-ups with SEPTA, but ultimately good news um, as we see sidewalk repairs happening and some major transit
1: improvements. Yeah, so this is part of about a million dollars coming to the uh, Philadelphia area from the Federal Transit Administration. Um, Essentially, SEPTA is looking to get about $500,000, and then another $450,000 is coming to the Delaware Valley Regional Planning Commission, which basically encompasses Philadelphia and eight counties surrounding it. Um, But essentially, uh, both of these will go not necessarily to construction, but basically study and design of future construction um, basically trying to connect um, public transit, uh, better repair some sidewalks and kind of connect that network to make it easier for people to get across the city. Um, we, within Philadelphia itself, SEPTA is focusing on about three and a half miles of a corridor um, of Erie Avenue that runs between Hunting Park and Kensington Avenues in North Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically trying to figure out, you know, how how can we improve some safety issues here? How can we uh, make things more efficient and basically tie this transit system um, together better?
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of coverage this morning about SEPTA making major service adjustments that will impact regional rail passengers who use the airport, um, media, and um, Wilmington-Newark lines. So some of those changes are, are coming as the final stage of the Southwest Connection Improvement Program. So I know that A lot of people are talking about this, but Penn Medicine, that station, will have no train service now through Saturday, August 26th. This is a pain for people who rely on this for work or school, the hospitals in the area. You always see people in their, you know, what do you call it, the scrubs, you know, uh, walking to and from either school or work. So the signs are all posted, but it's, uh, you know, I know that they're running some shuttle buses between 30th Street Station, 33rd and Spruce Street. And then the Lucy bus will be available for service around Penn Medicine Station. And then the airport line is impacted as well. So I'll just give it a heads up since we're talking about that, Anthony, um, some of the stories that have a direct impact on people. But overall, I think it's a, a good thing that we have a million dollars um, for transit improvements. It's always a pain when you can't, when the sidewalk is all messed up and you have to cross the street you're trying to, you know, catch a train or whatever, and so I'm glad that they're they're addressing it. Is this federal money?
1: Yes, yes. This million dollars coming in um, from the, from the federal government, thankfully. So this this is not necessarily just a burden on Pennsylvania or uh, uh, Philadelphia residents, thankfully. So that that helps take the burden off a little bit. Um, even though we're looking down the line here, um, you know, we're facing a sustained structural deficit coming up. Um, starting in 2025, where SEPTA's is looking at a oh, budget hole of about 200, 50, $240 million a year. Um, so SEPTA's has kind of been warning about this for some months. of uh, We're kind of facing some difficult decisions ahead. Um, how that will exactly shake out, it's not quite clear just yet.
0: Yeah, sometimes I wonder with with all the the evolution of ride share and all of that, if those big buses... Uh, you know, with and they stink with, all, and they're half. They're not even full. They're not even. Sometimes they're half full. And I think, isn't there a more efficient way with these big buses? I don't know. Maybe down the line they have to think about efficiency with. And and everybody's talking about climate change and having these big buses on the road. There was that horrible bus just recently. What was that Friday night or over the weekend fatal bus accident? I don't know. Sometimes I think maybe they should look at maybe evolving with all the rideshare services?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's, it's hard to say, especially in a system like this. I mean, from my travels, you know, I've been over in Eastern Europe where you see um, some of this public transit. It's more of these passenger vans rather than a larger bus. Um, I, I think, you know, I think American transit agencies in general could learn something from that. Uh, but at the same time, the chicken and egg situation here. Where, you know, within SEPTA, within Center City, you'll get, you know, you'll get bus delays and everything else. Mm -hmm. But SEPTA also, you know, they're not given bus only lanes. Um, Even when you have cars parked illegally in bus lanes or at bus stops, SEPTA does not actually have the authority to ticket those uh, drivers, um, even though they can record these violations, but they can't yet act on that. Yeah. Um, so I think even even aside from, you know, how big should these buses be or expand beyond that, um, there there does seem like there's some local or state level fixes we could get to actually at least if if not make them super efficient and, you know, turning a huge profit or anything, at least make them more reliable and faster. Right. Uh, but there's, you know, there's so many uh, different ways you could take that, I think.
0: Yeah, well said. And especially since in Philadelphia, a lot of kids well, obviously high school kids. is their mode of transportation is to ride SEPTA. There are no school buses for high school kids, and quite frankly, for a lot of middle school kids too, and, and younger kids. So I think that that's a consideration. All right, I'll move on. Tell me a little bit about your one of your pieces about EMS workers, and that you know there's legislation being proposed that would see EMS workers, those first responders, get a tax credit of about uh, twenty five hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, so this sort of mirrors a proposal that's also kicking around right now um, that essentially would give tax credits out to um, uh, police officers, nurses, and teachers. Uh, This is essentially a bill, House Bill 1557, kind of riffing on that similar concept, but expanding it um, also to cover EMS workers, firefighters, um, also a $2,500 tax credit um, that would last for three years before it expires. Um, so, you know, th- this, is, this is another one of those um, ideas coming out of the General Assembly of, you know, how do we entice people to, you know, become EMS workers, um, you know, volunteer as a firefighter, uh, you know, try, you're trying to keep them around longer to get uh, help kind of fill those gaps. Because a lot of this, you know, we have a vast shortage of volunteer firefighters across the commonwealth. Um, a lot of our EMS uh, personnel. There's a lot of turnover, in who holds a job, and you know, just the the low pay and the stress of the job. It's hard to keep people around. Um, so this is another one of those bills floating around, trying to get people. You know, if if not, uh, you know, that sense of civic duty, filling the gap, give them more of a financial incentive here.
0: Yeah, I think it's smart as far as you know, offering it as well to those volunteer workers. Um, now, I see that you know you write in your article that representative Joe hogan, I almost said Joe Rogan, representative Joe Hogan, who's a Republican from Pendel, he proposed it. Does he have bipartisan support on this?
1: uh I think right now it's it's a little hard to say. I mean, when we're looking at the uh the proposal for nurses fire nurses uh teachers, and police officers um you know that that de- that didn't have unanimous support, there was some concern. About how much this would actually cost us in the budget, um, because I think it was something like 225 million over three years. They're expecting um, this one. I'm not sure. I don't think they've run the numbers on that yet. Uh, but Hogan's bill, it's sitting in the finance committee in the House right now, so we haven't seen too much, um, too much discussion of it. Kind of where those fault lines will fall.
0: And the third story we want to talk about this morning is the uh, Pennsylvania Treasury returning. This huge, huge number in unclaimed property. Um, so tell me about it because a lot of people don't realize, and you write about this, that the treasury holding about four and a half billion dollars in unclaimed property. And a lot of people are like, what? How does that work? Can you, can you take us through it?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, th- this is, uh, that 4.5 billion has, that's generally been what we've seen in, um, recent years. Um, just, you know, the treasury holds a bunch of money. I mean, some of it can be unclaimed tax returns. Some of it is safe deposit boxes that people have forgotten about. Um, and this also, this falls on, uh, just residents. This falls on, um, businesses as well as local governments also often can have some unclaimed property. Uh, so, you know, this takes a lot of different shape. Um, what, what's nice to see is we've seen some reforms within the Pennsylvania Treasury in recent years um, to make this process easier. Um, it's easier to search the Treasury's website to see if, you know, you have some property listed to mm-hmm. claim. Um, it's easier to make a claim online. Um, un- until a couple of years ago, we didn't have a process where you could uh, submit a, a claim online. And then uh, the Treasury also can uh, just direct deposits. Uh, the property to you if it's just in the form of money. Um, other things like, you know, they, they'll find um, safe deposit boxes filled with, you know, uh, military medals or um, old, you know, watches, viables, things like that. Um, those things, you know, you can't just zip those over. Else. It gets a little more complicated. Um, but, th- you know, this is kind of a lingering problem in every state where the treasury holds onto this money or someone might pass away and they had a safe deposit box that the family forgot about or didn't know about. Um, and so it gets so complicated getting these valuables or getting this money back to their um, original owners. But it's, it's nice to see at least the Treasury makes it a little easier than it has been in years past for people to check on that and uh, claim what they're missing.
0: Yeah, I know it's treasure, uh, Treasurer Stacey Garrity. It, how long do you have? Because it's time stamped, right?
1: Uh, that I'm not actually sure about. I, I think at some point it kind of uh, goes out. But if they they seem to hold it for at, at least a good amount of uh, for a good, good number of, of years before it just kind of defaults out.
0: And I guess and then le- legally at some point, if you don't eventually eventually claim it, I think it goes back to the state, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I think it's something like that. Um, and the Treasury is legally obligated to uh, advertise this this and let people know, hey, we have unclaimed property. You should check on these things. Um, so, you know, there, there is at least they're avoiding that incentive of keeping this on the down low. Um, so this kind of defaults to the government. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's $4.5 billion. This this is not something that's not a simple backlog that we can clear out in a year or two, unfortunately. Yes,
0: yeah, so you can go to patreasury.gov and then it'll it'll take you through. But I think that's a great improvement because a lot of people might not even realize they have something in there, and, um, you know, why not just check it out? It's like winning the lottery, right, in these tough economic mm-hmm. times. Anthony Hennon, what are you working on next?
1: Yeah, so uh, let's see, what am I working on? This week we have um, some more EMS hearings coming up, I believe, out in uh, Representative Martin Causer's district. Um, I'm looking into some things concerning the opioid um, crisis and money coming in from that uh, let's see uh, yeah and some some other uh, conservation nat- natural resource issues popping up so we'll see uh, we'll see how all these go
0: fantastic Anthony Hennan Center Square I pre the center square.com if you want to look up Anthony does so much work it's like a book every week so Anthony Hennan thank you so much for joining me this morning
2: thank you